Amen. Well, welcome everybody online. Welcome everybody here in person. It is good to see you. And I'm going to tell you what. How many know that we serve an awesome God? Now, is everybody ready to be blessed today? Are you ready to be encouraged? Does anybody need a little encouragement along the way? I usually go both hands and a foot. Amen. Yeah. And we're going to jump in. I want to share about our amazing God a little bit today. Our, our title is talking about living in the extraordinary. How many believe that there's always a little bit more that we can uh, have turned over to the Lord so that he can work through us? And a lot of times we don't need to drive the bus as hard as we think, right? We let the Lord lead that. And I tell you what, that's an amazing thing that God wants to do. So I want to I talk about three things today as we go through. Seeing our, our past, uh, seeing past our problems, excuse me, and saying, yes, Lord, and putting the pieces together. So if you got your handouts, we're going to walk through that. But I want to tell you today, I want to just go over a few things. I mean, it's good to be reminded of things. You know, kind of count your blessings. You know, sometimes we'll get moving and doing things and, and we kind of get lost in all the busyness. Anybody have a busy schedule? We just get busy. Does being busy make us better? Not necessarily, does it? And so I want us today to just calm our hearts. I'm going to try to speak a little slower. I can't speak no slower. Because I get excited. I got to get the word out there. But I want to take some time and just put our hearts in line with the word of God. So I was talking today uh, and looking at a few things last night. About this, I said, friends, we serve an awesome God. And I want to remind you of a few things, okay? He split the Red Sea to free his children. He walked on water, made the blind sea, raised the dead, healed the lame, conquered sin once and for all, and set the sinner free for everybody that calls upon the name of the Lord. And we're just getting warmed up. And, and yet many times we find ourselves living a life of just ho-hum mediocrity. Just kind of plain Jane, don't we? Should that really be the, the fingerprints we're leaving behind as a believer in Christ? Shouldn't it be, man, those folks have been with Jesus. Now, let me say this already. We know as believers in Christ doesn't mean that every single thing that we touch is perfect, right? But I'm going to tell you what the one that's doing the work in us is, and he works through us in, in a mighty, mighty way. So as a child of God, I want us to re be reminded of these things and be mindful of this. But, you know, we can live in the extraordinary. And again, when I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about the size of our homes. I'm not talking about the size of our bank accounts. I'm talking about experiencing the Savior in a special, personal way. Amen. That's what it's all about. Stepping out in faith and being used by God saying, yes, Lord. Now, let me ask you a question. How does it feel when you actually realize that God would work through you and has used you? It is very rewarding, isn't it? It's humbling, isn't it? And you know what? Most of the time we'll see that he takes his extra and put it with our ordinary. And this amazing thing happens. God gets the glory. We get to experience that in our life and through our life. And other people know that we've been with Jesus. Amen. And that's the whole theme of what we're sharing today. So as we look through the Bible, I want to remind you of a few other folks, man. Look at this. I said, when we have had the faith to look past our problem and look into the face of Christ, we see the big picture. We see the journey that God has before us, and it's a, the, the best view that we could ever. Money can't buy that view. I've sat with people, talked to people, experienced things that, you know what? Money can't buy. But God has so graciously allowed us at times when we're obedient to go, when we get the nudge and sit with somebody or pray with somebody or step out or give or do however God chooses to do that, we get to see Woom, God is in this thing. And that right there, to me, is always amazing. When we think about a lot of ordinary folks that God used or dared to trust in him, think about this. How about David, the old shepherd boy? 
heard of him a couple of times. How, Peter, how about Peter the loudmouth, the fisherman? Saul the Pharisee that runs into Jesus face to face on the road to Damascus. And not only it changed his name, it changed his life. And his life impacted the whole church for years and years to come. We're still talking about that today. What about, I can't leave the ladies of the Bible out, amen? I was thinking about this, thinking about this. Mary, how about Mary? How about Ruth, Rahab, Esther? And she's not here today, but how about Barbara? I know she doesn't have a book, but she sure has written on my heart, and that's my mother-in-law. Let me tell you, God has used that lady in a mighty way. So I'm telling you what, we can just add to that list all the time when we're obedient to the things of God and allow God to use us. But look at this. He used them in a mighty way. I want to read our scripture here today. Psalm 116.5, and look what it says. It says, the Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. Look at those three things. This is a God-sized life that he's given us here. Look at this. Our Lord is gracious, he's righteous, and our God is full of compassion. Aren't you glad that you have somebody that understands? Aren't you glad that God loves you right where you are and God continues to work in our life? So let's take a look at that. And I said it earlier, I said, when God is able to use us, it's just an amazing thing. Now, he gives us an opportunity. He gives us a choice. And that's why I wanted to sing that song today. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Get that in our spirit. What would happen if we had a heart saying, yes, Lord? What would happen if our minds were wrapped around that when God says, hey, I need you to go, you say, send me. Man, let me tell you, so many of us here are like that. And so many of us sometimes fall back. I'm preaching to me first. But I want to have the attitude of Christ and say, yes, Lord, not my will, but your will. So look at this. I said so many times. I said, How many folks are ready for God's extra to get into your ordinary? Invade that in your life today. Amen. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> I appreciate that. I know you guys are right there with me. right? <laughs> I love it. How many people, man, I just need to change my voice. How many people are ready to see their amazing, awesome, amazing God who walked on water, right? Saves the sinner, heals the sick, turns water into wine. All these things, I'm just hitting the top. The one, the author and finisher of our faith, are you ready to take a walk in the extra of the ordinary? Amen? All right, let's keep on rolling. I know you're ready now. Let's do it. Yes, indeed. Well, one of the ways I believe we can do that, we need to see past our problems. Somebody say amen with that. You know, here's a great way to allow God to work through us, extraordinary, and in our lives and through our lives. I said many times we take our problems. I want you to hear this now. This is a buddy Chapmanism, as they call it, call it at work. Many times we take our problems and put them on the widescreen of our minds, yet the billboards of our brain, and then we continue to read them over and over and over and over and over. You got what I'm saying? And over and over, we continue to just, man, oh, the woulda, shoulda, coulda, the worry. But today, I want to show you three things I believe that will be a blessing to us, seeing past our problems. Amen. I'm never minimizing our problems, but I'm trying to help focus us on the, focus us on the problem solver. And everybody said, amen. Let's take a look at this. So one thing is to look up. You say, well, what, what is that going to do for me? Let me tell you. When we look up to the Lord and look into a loving God, what do we just see in a scripture? The Lord is gracious. I love that. He's righteous. He's perfect. And our God is full of compassion. So when we look up to God, we can see those things coming back through his word. Amen. Through his son and through his gift of eternal life. So look at this. We need to look in. We need to look into the truth of his word. Write these three things down. It'll help you. Look into the word of God and receive the word of God. Look into the promises of God 
and speak those promises. Let me tell you, how many know that what is it, sticks and stones will, will break your bones, a word will never hurt you? Words will cripple you. Amen? If you allow them to pierce your heart and get in your mind. I read something the other day. I thought it was interesting. We can take it and leave it. It said when somebody's been wounded or hurt or something like that or something that's upset them, is a piece of your brain that stays in there for 13 years. And I thought to myself, I think we can go past that. There's people that hold on to stuff from way back when. Stop the tape, stop, slow the roll, everything else. Not minimizing your hurt, not minimizing what you've gone through, okay? But I'm going to maximize what God has done to bring us through the other side. But we hold on to that. And then if you rehearse the hurt, it just gets worse. Anybody ever skinned their knees? Huh? Anything like that? And you get a scab on there, you don't go picking it off, do you? Well, you might the first time, but later on you go, your mama says, what are you doing? Let it heal. I think that works in our heart, too. See, when we turn around and re we rehearse the hurt, we're really pulling the scales back again, the scab. And here we go, got that open wound again. And that open wound hurts, doesn't it? Not minimizing it, trying to help you with the healing, what God has for us. Look into God's word. Look into the truth. Next there, this is a good thing right here. I was talking to somebody about this just this week. Look out. What do you mean? Look out and around you and see where God is at work. And I'm going to tell you what I promise you. There will be signs and wonder of God moving around once you get your focus off your problem on him. What we start doing is start building the problem. Has this ever happened at work? All y'all seem to be in the same boat. Don't care what your job is because it's going to work about the same way if we allow our flesh to get in there. Can you believe they want to do that now? They want us to do X, Y, Z. We don't even have time to do ABC. I cannot believe it. Do you know what? Do you know what they said? And then somebody else comes in and they pipe in a little bit more. And then they pipe in a little bit more. And the next thing you know, th this thing has just got out of control. We've built that problem up so we can't even see the light of day coming through because we just take that thing and made it so big that we go, oh, I'm never going to make it. And then you go and you got to go through arbitration. You sit down and everything else and you finally sit down and they say, what was the problem? They said, they wanted us to leave for lunch five minutes early. What? What? Sometimes we just get so overwhelmed, man. And just like Miss Georgia was talking about that ember, sometimes we take that ember to start a forest fire, right? Whew, look out, man. And you know what? Why don't we start that to ignite a spiritual fire that will burn away all those things, all the backbiting, all the woulda, shoulda, coulda, all the worry. So today, those are three areas. If we look up to God and look at what he's done for us, when we look into his word and the promises of God, but then, Lord, help us to look out at what you're doing so we can join in and get our minds off of our little self onto a big God. Now, let me ask you this question right here. Have you ever had a few things going on in your life and all of a sudden you've had the opportunity to help somebody else? What happens to your problem? Now, I didn't say it goes away, but it helps you get a perspective on things, isn't it? It starts turning around and saying, well, maybe my thing ain't as bad as I thought it was. Maybe it says, you know what, maybe there's something you're going through right now that you can Help somebody what they're going through. I always said that. I talked about it last week. God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't cause these bad things that he gets blamed for so many times. But he can work them all together for the good so that when somebody else is going through them, you can help. All right? You can be compassionate. You know? When I talk to folks that maybe have been through some horrendous thing, you know what I do? I know this is hard to believe. I ask a question and then I shut up. 
When somebody's going through a tough thing, maybe with their health or with their family or anything like that. I pray for wisdom. I had a visit just a couple of weeks ago with a friend of mine going through a very difficult time. You know what I said? Friend, I don't know what you're going through personally. And I'm praying for you every day. But would you teach me how to help people that are going through what you're going through? You know what they did? They took time to help me look at things through a different set of eyes. What is it that helps you when you're going through these things? Is it the company? Is it the food? Is it the prayer? Is it this? What is it? I took a minute just to be quiet and say, look, you're going through this situation. How can I learn from this and help other people? See, that's wisdom of God. That ain't a buddy thing. When somebody's going through a real tough time and it, and it looks pretty dark and you say, oh, man, it's going to be okay. It's going to be. You know what? We're praying. We're going. We're doing this. But you know what? Help me to understand how I can help other folks or even myself when I go through that. See, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. And as hyper as I am, because I do get excited about the word of God. My brother-in-law was here not too long ago. He hadn't been visited in probably a couple years. And we went out to eat. And we started talking about some big ticket items. Not money. We talked about life. And as he was sipping his coffee, he smiled and he put it back down. And he said, Bud, you seem so much more mellower these days. Now, you might not see that when I'm preaching because I'm excited about that. I said, you know what, man? God has blessed me and protected my heart that I can't fix everything. But I can listen and allow God use my life a little bit more fluently. So you like, oh, look, you got to do this. Man, you need to fix that. That's only the best buddy can do. But as I've spent time with the Lord and he's spoken to my heart just like he does you and others, I can turn around. You know what happened? Let me just stop right here. If somebody's at your house and how many, have you ever done this? You go over to see another couple, you're getting ready to do something and you knock on the door, you hear all this. Hey, how y'all doing? You know they've been fighting, right? You know that's been going on. Or whatever. And you go in there and you go, hey, how you doing? And you go, oh, well, I'm glad you guys can make it. And then they turn around and look at her husband. Like that. Yeah? We do that stuff, right? But, but see, people pick up on that. What about this? When you start to panic, guess what? Everybody panics. This is something we say at my house. I try to do this, right? I tell Denise, I said, baby, look, don't panic till you see me panic. When I panic, panic. And I'm going, Lord, help me not to panic. <laughs> right? I'm just being honest. Right? But it doesn't help. If I go, oh my goodness, this is going on here. Everybody's going. You know, you, I, I've seen a couple of little videos, uh, videos of this just to prove this. It's amazing. They'll turn around and people will be coming in here. Let's say they're just walking in here. And they have somebody come out there and just run. Oh! And about 10 people will follow them. They go, why were you running? They said, well, you were running. I got to go to the bathroom. I mean, whatever's the deal. I mean, I don't know. But see, we follow stuff like that. So you know what? By the same token, couldn't we do that and say, hey, man, it's going to be all right. Couldn't we just kind of just, just keep, keep the peace in that because we are looking up, because we are looking in and we're looking out. Just a little side note. Everybody doing good so far? I think we're going to have a good time. Well, I want to give you some more God's word to just ground yourself in here. Psalm 37, this is a beautiful psalm. I selected a few of the verses out there, and I want to share them with you, okay? Look at this, Psalm 37. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. 
He will make your innocence radiant like the dawn. And the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday. Come on down here. Here's something right here. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. So, a little self-evaluation. Everybody got their little piece of paper out there. You can just go ahead and as we walk through this here and let's see how we do with this, okay? Do you delight in the Lord? Amen. That's good. That's good. That's good. Some say, oh man, hey, amen. Some say, oh me. Okay, let's keep on going. Hey, not pointing fingers, just a little evaluation. How many know it's good to kind of shore our faith up along the way? And let me tell you, before I preach this message or any message, I preach it to me first. Sometimes I got to curl my toes back in, but that's the truth of God's word. We need to make course corrections. How about this? Do you commit your ways and trust the Lord? And some say some days better than others, right? I'm just being honest. Some days better than others. Let's take a look at this. Are you still before the Lord? I didn't mean like right now. No, <laughs> this season. Are we still before the Lord? And how good are you, ready? How good are you at waiting patiently? There's some things. See, we want the blessing. We want to delight in the Lord, man. We want to come in our ways. And then he says, okay, look at this. But be still and wait patiently. This is something that I had to learn over time. I want everything now. Am I the only one? Thank you. I thought, I was like, yeah, we want it yesterday, man. We want it done. And this is what I found is, as time goes by and God walks me so graciously, graciously through some of these situations, I find this, that it's not all about me, first off. But not only that, if, say, you're, say you're waiting for a job. Man, I hope this job comes up. I hope this job. But what you might not understand is there's a better job coming up over here. Come on, somebody. There's a better job coming over here. And God knows how long that line, maybe, maybe you thought you really wanted this job, but you found out if you took that job, speaking to me, you'd have been laid off in a year. Come on now. But God said, just hold tight. I got something better. I got something that's in line with what I've called you to do. So we need to be patient and continue to look to the Lord. That's just the thing today. I believe that every day, and I'm preaching to me first, there is adjustments in our life that we need to make. But how do we make the adjustment? By having the word of God open before us, our hearts open, and allowing the Holy Spirit to nudge us and show us the promptings so that we can come to a place where we say, yes, Lord. And everybody said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But let's look at this. How does that work out here? I got a few things that you could write down here, and, and, and I want to share this with you. This is what the Lord showed me. I wrote it on my little Facebook post. I'm going to share it with you a couple times today. As I was praying about this message, this is what the Lord spoke to my heart. The moment you say yes to the Lord, you put yourself in the position to experience the extraordinary. Say yes. Isn't that something? The minute I trust God, the minute I lay, the second I lay things down and said, Lord, you got it. I put myself, we put ourselves in that atmosphere, in that position. The guy said, now I can work with that. How about that? I can work with that. That doesn't mean you give up, roll over, everything else, start pouting. We come and say, Lord, this is God's size. And I need you. I don't know what to turn. I don't know what to do. You're going to have to open the doors. You're going to have to make sure that this works. You're going to have to make sure I can get into this area. You're going to have to make sure that, that, that you know, while, while my children are gone, that they're going to have a hedge of protection around. All these things. Now, let me tell you what else. Are we going to be obedient when the Lord asks us to do something? Man, I'm going to tell you something. Today, this is just coming. I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that we, through the word of God, Crush worry and doubt. 
I don't know who that's for. Probably for me, but I bet you God gets some serious gas mileage in his life. Lord, take this message and crush the worry. I say this a lot and I can't help it. Has anyone that you know or have you ever worried a problem to a solution? Never. But you, but see, we just, we just, we just defeated. But, but you don't know. But I, how big is your God? How big is your God? Take the same amount of time you're going to worry and turn around and look at how big your God is. Be obedient to the word. Focus our faith on the love of God. Amen. Then pursue him. And then guess what? Imitate Christ. Woo. Jesus want to, oh man, I don't know if God's going to do this or not. I don't know if my heavenly father can handle this. I never read that. Now, he did say, hey, look, if there's another way around this, let's go, go with it in the garden. But not my will, but your will be done. Woo, give us a heart like that, preaching to me for, give us a heart like that. Can you get to a place in our lives? Lord, I don't know what's going down, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. I should have just popped in my mind. Years ago, before we started the church, I thought with my brain, that there was a perfect opportunity, a perfect place, a per- everything. I mean, it was just, it was right on time. I could have walked there. The building was right on time. Everything was good. Everything just, whoo, it's lining up. It's right there. And I said, I told the team, I said, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. And I laid God's word out across the bed. And I stood on his promise. My kids were little then. And we're laying across the bed, and I prayed like this. God. You know I need a billboard. I miss it sometimes. And I don't want to miss this because I will not go without you. Amen. Slept like a baby. Back then, I would look up. I, I, I send out things on now that you have Facebook. This is way before Facebook. I had probably about 100 to 125 people that I would send uh, notes of encouragement to every day. And I would pull the different things uh, from, from different devotions and stuff. And I went to this one site, and I was reading over it, and the Lord nudged me to go to this other site. That's okay. You know what the heading was on that? Billboard size. When God says no. I just stopped. I was like, okay. And I read through that devotion... And God had, had put it in his timing right then. And basically it said this. Are you going to believe God when he tells you no? Or are you going to manipulate the system or, or the situation to get what you want? Are you going to, going to hear the word from the God or, 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 or from God? Or are we going to keep on going, well, you know, God, if you really don't want me to go uh, buy that new car, I'd like to see it snow three foot outside and I know it's June. You must have wanted me to get it, right? You know, but the Lord knew my heart. And I did not want to go without him. I wanted to say, yes, Lord. And I really wanted to say, yes, Lord, to the things that I like. How about you? When I called the rest of the team, and even when I called my dad, my dad said, well, you know what me and your mom was talking about? He said, you know what, we, 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 can, uh, we can come alongside. We can put up some money for the chairs and all. I mean, everything was falling in place, man, on the outside. But I knew. I knew that it wasn't the time. I didn't understand the time. I didn't understand that. But you know what happened? I had peace about it. Woo! Do you know that it was probably five or six or seven more years before the door opened? And do you know when we started the church? But it didn't start the church. God ordained that. God went and spoke to people that I work with 
And they went and rented a place so we could start. Now that's crazy, isn't it? And most of them didn't even go to church. <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? They said, well, man, when you go to church? I said, I ain't heard nothing about that, man. He said, well, you're preaching over here. You're going over here. Y'all going over here. Y'all just have something here. He said, you know what? If, if you would do that, we'd be there. And they were for a season. And that's okay. I'm not coming down on anybody. What I'm saying is this. But God nudged somebody else's heart and started this whole thing rolling. See? I didn't do anything. Matter of fact, and I don't want to get too far down this. Many things in my life, when they come up, when, when God called me to preach and get ordained and all that stuff, I said, Lord... This is my reverence for the Lord and how much I know I need the Lord, right? Lord, if this is the plan, I'm not going to lift one finger. Not one finger. Because, you know, you can be, you can ordain, you guys get ordained the time you leave here. You just hook up on the Wi-Fi and push a button and all that stuff. Wasn't going to do that. I said, Lord, I want to make sure I'm hearing you right. And the doors just begin, begin to open and open and open in ways that I never thought. How about you? Have you seen God working that way in your life? Guess what? He will and he loves you. The question is, will we say yes even when it's uncomfortable? That's the thing I want you to hear today. Let's look at this. I said, well, you know, will we say yes, Lord? I'll be obedient to the word through, through the power of the Holy Spirit that works in me and guide me. Yes, Lord. I have faith in you, in your word. Will we say yes, Lord? I'll focus on the blessings in my life and not on the problems of my past. Give me strength. Can I read that one again? Hold on a second. It says, yes, Lord. I will focus on the blessings in my life and not on the problems of my past. That's going to help somebody today. Yes, Lord. I love you and I want others to experience your extraordinary love for them. And come on down here. Yes, Lord, I desire to be a mirror of Christ, a light in the dark world, and a difference maker, and be a blessing to others. Would you say yes to those things? What would happen if you did that? Anything God wants. Anything God wants. It's just amazing how God will work in our life. So I've given you a few things. I want to put the pieces together. Everybody ready for putting the pieces together? Let's take a look at this. First thing I see here is we need to listen to the voice of God. Amen. Take a look at this. What I mean by that, read and study and meditate on the Bible. Often we hear what God wants to say through, through everyday people, right? Expect that more and more and spend time in prayer with God. But always line it up against his word. Amen. You'll learn to recognize the voice of God when he speaks to you. Here's something. I've said this often. Practice writing down the insights you receive after you pray. Journal it. Have you ever been praying? And you, God comes up with something and you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just go on. We probably forget about it. What happens if we spend some time praying and we just take a few notes and write a few things down? You will be amazed when you go back through that, how God was guiding you. You might not see it that day. You might not see it that week. But I'm going to tell you what, as we continue to, to trust in him. I said, we need to pay attention to the creative ways that God might choose to speak to us. And some of that are through some rough circumstances. I said, constantly be listening in case God wants to tell you something. Be listening. Guess what? God might be speaking to you right now. And I pray that he is. Always, always, always put it up against the backdrop of his word. Amen. I don't care who says it. I say it. Anybody say it. You make sure that it's, it's laced in what he's shared with us. Amen. What about this? How about... We turn around and put the pieces together and, and we act in redemptive action. Understand that in every situation, you can always choose to make a, a difference by 
acting out for the best in that situation. Picking the positive, that's all it's saying. Look at that. We have a choice. God's inviting you, man. He uses us in the redeeming process. Now, he's the redeemer, don't get me wrong, but he might use you or you or me to bring that word to somebody else. It's amazing when we get to have that privilege. Maybe we won't see the fullness of it when somebody says, yes, I'm, you know, my life is open to the Lord and I want to receive it. But maybe you're just one spoke in the wheel. Maybe you're a link in the chain, a piece of the puzzle to help them put that together. Can you think back through your life and think, man, you know what you didn't realize? I didn't realize this. There was a teacher that was speaking into my life. There was neighbors that were speaking into my life. There was surely a mother-in-law-to-be that was praying in my life. Amen. All those things. I pray in mama. I pray in granddad. All those things. But I didn't see that then. Because you know why? I was too busy looking at me. How about that? Just being honest. And it wasn't, that, it, was, it wasn't that I was an arrogant guy. I thought I was all that. But when I scaled back who God is, I think it was a little bit of that in there. Amen. And I have to be careful about that. All of us do, right? I want people to see the Lord. You know, it's amazing how we can turn around and we just want to take credit for what God's doing, don't we? Man, Lord, I don't want to take credit for it. I want to point them to you. I want to be quick to say, let me tell you how big my God is. Let me tell you what God has been doing. And usually before I share a story, I say this. This ain't a Buddy Chapman thing. This is a God thing. Because I want to make sure that we realize that not only will he work in your life, he'll work through your life so you can touch other people. It's amazing. Mm. Went to visit Dave the other day, Friday. And I come down, and Denise has got family, so I don't know whose aunt, uncle it is, or whatever. But I know this guy, E.T., E.T. Sr. Mighty man of God, man. Every time I see him, he gives me a word from the Lord or something. And I just, I sit at his feet, man. I just, how you doing, partner? What's going on? And he started thinking a little bit like this. I only talked to him about four minutes the other day. I can't get it out of my mind. He said, you know, I'm going to tell you what the Lord showed me the other day. I said, I'm ready. School is in. He said, a man could build a house, but a woman makes it a home. He said, did you hear what I said? I said, yes, sir. And I thought about that. And he explained it more to me, like he does. I'll put that guy, and I'm not elevating him. I'm telling I'm elevating the Lord that he serves, amen? I'm not trying to get his business out here or whatever like this. I'm telling you this, how God, I, I know I talked to his son later, which there's Denise's cousins and all that stuff right there. The man has a very limited education on paper. <laughs> I'll, sit, I'll sit beside him any day. Amen. God has worked in that man's life in a, in, in a mighty way. His son told me, he said, they don't got a third grade education. I said, you got to be kidding. This is awesome. I remember one day we were over here. We we're getting ready to, to go into a funeral. And he was getting ready to pray. And he said, well, I, I just got a word I'd like to share. And he began talking about our life. And he began talking about we come in this world with nothing. And we can't take anything with us. But boy, what can we leave behind? That's probably been six years ago that man spoke that short little thing. I think about it every time I preach. That's amazing. Simple guy. Serving extraordinary God. That's what I like to lean into. That's how I pray that I leave fingerprints behind. Amen. And let me tell you, you guys are the same way. 
I see it in your life. I see, I see it when we talk and, and sharing different things. But I just wanted to bring that up right there. Action. He puts action in his word. Amen. Look at this. Reconciling relationships. Oh, come on. It's going to help somebody here. Let me, let me say this. What we bring into a situation has a lot to do with the situation. Okay? Say that again. What we bring into a situation has a lot to do with the situation, the way it goes. Let me tell you what. You can say a lot of things, but your body will tell on you in a minute. Amen? It will. You know what? I love studying stuff like this. Just a little side note. Do you know when you're looking at somebody, and this is just a side note, just a side note, you know what they say the most honest part of your body is? Somebody just say, shout out. Your eyes. Okay, I'm just going with your eyes. Okay, anybody else? You ready for this? Just a little things I think are interesting. You ready? Your feet. FBI guy after CIA guy after this, that, and everything else. When you're talking to somebody and they go, hey, how you doing? Yeah, well, that's really good. Okay, all right. See, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I don't know. This is a side note. But I want to tell you, you watch. Where are you walking in your faith? I'm going to tie it back in. We can look over here. We can focus in here. We can look up over here and all those things. And that's, that's cool. But see, that's left over in our body from being way back when. Right? Back when you were a caveman, your body responds a certain way. Now, you say, what in the world are you getting sidetracked? No, I'm not. Because I'm going to tell you what. What we need to do is to get our heart aligned with the rest of everything. Okay? We get aligned with the word, right? And we start aligning our life with the Lord. Reconciliation is going to come to those relationships. You say, I'm still not tracking. Say Mike gets a raise, right? But I, I thought I deserved a raise. And I go, hey, Mike, that's really good. That's, that's, wow, that's nice. I'm glad, right? And I'm walking away and going, yeah, I'll tell you what, I should have got that raise. Does that glorify God? No. Should I check my motives? That's where I'm going with that. But see, when, when Mike turns around, maybe or maybe not, he might go, well, I'm really glad Buddy's glad for me. Or part of him going, he don't care, right? I'm saying this. If the heart's right, everything else is going to follow. Let's spend time getting the heart right. And God wants to reconcile relationships. So when you come in there and you go, yeah, okay, I got to deal with this guy today. Man, I got to turn around. I know what's going to happen. We're going to have to set this up and tear this down. We're going to have to do this. This guy's going to be late tomorrow. This is what's going on. I'm going to probably have to work the overtime. Don't think that that doesn't impact the environment. It does. But what happens if we did this? Lord, I'm going to tell you what. I'm in charge of me. And I am going to pray for them. I bet you things will change. I bet you things will change. This popped in my mind. Years ago, my buddy, a uh, good friend of mine, and his mom and dad were plugged into church. And he said, man, I, I, he got off the phone. I went over there. We were going to do something. He said, I just, just got off the phone with my mom. I said, what's up? He said, been going to the church for a long time. And said, man, she is riding that preacher. I've done heard all the sermons. I know all his jokes. That would never happen here, would it? <laughs> Maybe this is for us. <laughs> I know what he's going to say. I know what he's going to do. Okay, everything else. He said, she said, I think we're going to find another church. I think. He said, Mama, you love the people there. They've been good to you. They love you. What's going on? The man's preaching the word. What's the deal? He said, Mama, before you go, he said, I want you to do me a favor. I said, the next 30 days, this is what my buddy said. He said, would you pray for that man? Would you just pray for that man? Well, I mean, would you pray for the man? 
I'm going to pray for him. By the end of the month, mama's calling him. I tell you what, you were right. I prayed for that. It just turned that guy's life around. <laughs> Did you get that? Just turn it around, you know, just turn that man's life around. Do you think maybe it might have been her perspective a little bit? Do you think so? So go ahead and pray for me. <laughs> I'll take it anytime you want. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah, we can start early on that, right? But think about that. But, but through those words of wisdom, we start looking at it. Because it's really, man, I can't, believe, I can't believe you wore that. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you've done that. Why do you act this way? Why do you act this way? And all these things that we're pointing and everything else, and you got the other fingers looking back at us. I'm trying to help somebody here today. And say, you know what? I'm just going to love them like God does. Does it glorify God when we got, when we got the pickle face? This is the day, the day, the day that the Lord has made. The Lord, how you doing there? That's great. I'm just glad everything's good for you. Come on, man. I sure hope that that thing doesn't get stuck like that when we're on it. Hope it's not going. But we do that without even knowing. That's good. Or you say, "Hey, would you like that?" Yeah, I don't really care. Whatever. Yes, fine. Good. Yeah, I love you, brother. Come on. Can you imagine? God's got a front row to our lives. He's also got a front row to our hearts. Man, let's get this thing right. Because we're just saying before the Lord, and he's going to say, man, I appreciate everybody going to church and everything like that, but he was mad at everybody the whole time you were there. Well, you know, I got you that good job, but all you want to do is put the lady in the headlock out front with the Xerox machine. You know, man, Lord, help us. Lord, help us to do what he has us to do. He wants us. And again, you know what? We have a choice. We can act in love towards them. And I sure hope they act towards love and love towards me. Amen. How about this? Trade the little for the big. How about that? I said we need to recognize the things from God's perspective. There are no little people, no little things like that. We need to understand that your life has a big significance. I talk to folks all the time and they think they don't matter. Don't buy the lie. Don't buy the lie. God says, you're amazing. Can you imagine a man with a third grade education? Well, I can't read that Bible. I don't know nothing about it. (laughs) He's a Bible scholar in my book. It's amazing. When I got a question, I go, hey, man, you got some time to talk about this? Because I know he's been with Jesus. Amen. I know he takes time. I know there's a priority in his life. The word of God is a priority in his life. You know, what is it that area in your, in your life you feel a little weak in or, or, or something like that? Man, spend more time with God and ask him about it. Bring it to him. Lord, I'm, I'm having trouble in this right here. I, I got a short temper, Lord. You know, I'm having a problem with forgiveness. Uh, you know, all, whatever it may be, let me tell you what, that we can bring it to God. And we have a choice to bring it to God. And we have a choice to apply what God teaches us in that. Hey, if you're worried, look up all the scriptures about worry. You know? What does he say? Fret not. Right? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You say, well, it's easy for you to say, I could tell you what. If I wrote a journal down, y'all be praying more for your pastor than you do already now. And I'll take it. But I know I don't deal with things other people deal with. So I take that in stride and just keep on rolling. Right? And just keep on going. Because I know I got to apply this thing to my life. I got to apply these things in my life. Lord, I need you. I need a big God. How about you? I don't need no bargain God. I need the God of the universe, the one true God, the one that says he can do it all. 
that he can strengthen us. He can work all things together. This is the God that I am trusting in for all eternity to secure my salvation. Is he big? He's large and in charge. But I'm going to tell you what, what I need to do is get out of the way and let him work it out. Trade the little for the big. You know what? Sometimes we just need to let a few things go. And I want to fulfill my destiny. How about you? Invite God to use you fully. Fully. Are you all in? Man, I tell you what. Anybody ever go get in the swimming pool and they put their little toe in? And then they got the ankle in and do this? And I, I, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. See, maybe it's a good thing. And maybe it's not. But this is the way I'm wired. When I jump in, it's all in. Jesse got that from me. He is all in or nothing, right? I'll give you a couple. I'll give you some good and I'll give you some bad. Tim, lack of better, better judgment, he let me use a power tool of his. It was a pole saw. Do you remember this? <laughs> Todd was like, I said, Tim was, like, Tim was working that thing. He's doing all this. And I was like, Will you please cut that branch? I'm saying, he's coming over taking all this time. I said, Tim, could I use his? Oh, I don't mind. <laughs> that means I don't want you to break my stuff. I said, can, can I use that? Let me have it. Let me have it. It's all right, man. Take a break, Tim. I mean, there's smoke rolling out there. I go, that's how you cut a tree. It's stuck. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I think the blade came off too. So you got to temper that. All right? Now, when we used to go swimming, I shared this before. You were talking to a man, a 53 years old kid, and I'm swimming hardly a lick. But I've got great boldness. No, I'm an idiot. Sometimes when it comes to that, I'll jump in the water anyway. Peer pressure is something else, isn't it? Right? Anybody have been under a little peer pressure? Oh, how about that? Well, I'll, let me tell you about peer pressure. See, me and my buddies used to go down to Buckrow, and we'd go all the way down to, to, the, to the Blue Marlin down there, or whatever it was called, Golden Sands, whatever it was at there, and they had a real nice swimming pool. But see, you're supposed to live there or, or be vacationing there to get in the pool. That is not going to stop my buddies. Now, let me tell you, these guys had wisdom past their years. So what they would do, they would go all the way around to the other side and find out what room was the farthest away from the pool and said, just remember, it's, 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 it's 54 or whatever the number is. So we would sneak into the pool. Now, I'm going to tell you what I was, at. I, was, I was doing. I was trying to do the Baywatch for it. It was cool. I'm out there, 110 pounds. <laughs> you can visualize it. looks like one of my legs. I was just walking out there like that, right? Oh, cool. Birdwell Beach Britches, anybody that I just date myself on that? Miles, you know exactly what they are. $16, got to cut four yards to buy a pair. I got them on. I'm telling you, I'm in it. I'm ready. I'm telling you. They said, let's go off the diving board. <laughs> I can't swim. They said, don't worry about it. We're here for you. Your buddies will get you killed, right? They will. We need to reconcile the relationships, amen? So I said, ain't no problem. I said, we all go here. Let me see how I do it. They jumped in, they jumped in. I was like, thinking, I'm checking the wind, I'm doing all this stuff. Because I know if I dive into that 10 or 8 foot right there, it ain't going to be pretty. But me being pretty athletic, I think I could jump all the way to the 4 foot. So that's what I did. So you're supposed to bing, bing, bing and go up and go down. I did like this, y'all ready? 
scared you, didn't I? I jumped all the way to the forefoot. They have small children in the forefoot. They have mom and dads in the forefoot with their small children. Not pretty. The guy comes out. I'm under going, and my buddy's going, man, you just cleared like six people, dude. And I'm going over to the side like this. And I only hear and have the subject. I can't hear nothing. And the guy comes out and he's chewing on like a cigar. Where's your room? I'm, I mean, I'm spouting out numbers, everything else. Man, the guys are trying to get me over there, drag me out of this thing. All this to say, this was not a good plan. That was not a good choice. I thought, I'm going to fulfill my destiny. I'm going to jump all the way into the safe side. See, that's what we try to do with Christ. We wait till the last minute. Now I'm going to live my life just the way I want to. And then at the last minute, I'm going to jump in with Jesus. You see where I'm going with this? Let me tell you, you might be hitting a few things and all that. Why don't you just get where God's called you to be? You ready for this? Take hold of the lifesaver, Jesus Christ, and jump in with him. You don't rock anybody else's boat. You'd be a whole lot better off. And you cling to the very one that can save you. Amen? Jesus saves. You say, man, that's some crazy story. Let me tell you, God's working in all those things in our life all the time. I had no idea. God was so gracious to, to, to work in those things. And I come back and share this. I go, man, I, I, I just want to pursue God. I just want to see what God's going to do in my life. How about you? How many people want to finish big in this world? I, I tell you what, I, I talk about this all the time, and, and you know what? I'm not going to apologize about it, because I tell you what, I believe every day we have an opportunity to make a difference. I believe every day that we are adding or subtracting from our legacy. Amen? And the legacy I want to leave is this, that Jesus Christ is Lord. They said, man, that guy is crazy and everything, but he loved the Lord. But you know what? He, he would take time with people to share about Jesus. See, because what happens is, as a leader, check this out. This is what should happen as a leader. We should eventually work ourselves out of a job. You hear what I'm saying? By equipping the next generation to take the baton. Amen? Not laid back and go, well, I ain't doing nothing. No, no, no. You train them up. You speak into your life. And then you, guess what you do? You, you, you do it, and then they watch. And then you give them something else, and then they do it, and you watch. And then you come along, and you praise them, and you, you help them make the adjustments as they go. You can do it, man. You can do it. But man, that's okay. That's okay. We're going to keep going. That's what God does with us. Come on now. You can do it. He doesn't say, you're out, you're no good, you're down, one, two, three, you're out, I can't never use you again. What does he say? He says, come on, get up, dust you off, put you back in the game. Keep on rolling. I pray that each one of us put the, people, the, the, the pieces of the puzzle together today. And I want you to see this right here. When your back's up against the wall, I want you to look at this. God uses ordinary. Amen? God uses ordinary. But there is a little catch already. You want to know what the catch is? Are you available? Are you available? That's what I want you to see today. God will use you right where you are. And something else, I want to share this as we bring it on home. Living in extraordinary. This is what I wrote, and I had it earlier. I'll just put it up there for you to see. I pray that it's a blessing to you. The moment you say yes to the Lord, you put yourself into position to experience the extraordinary. Man, 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But you don't know my past. God does. But you don't know uh, this, that, and other thing. God does. Oh, I just don't know. God does. See, we take God out of the equation. That's the problem so many times. We take God out of the equation. And, and what happens is God gives us an opportunity to be in the equation. Isn't that cool? And then it's just neat, isn't it? Has God ever used you in your life? I guarantee it. Sometimes you recognize it more. Sometimes you don't. One more story for you. You know it has to revolve around food. We went to eat yesterday. We went to Anderson's. I love going to Anderson's, man. Only downside of Anderson's, you usually got to buy a pocketbook. Then you go eat. Y'all catch that in a little bit. They got some other stuff there. But anyway, they got great food. So I said, hey, I'm going to go wash my hands and everything else. Went into the restroom. And I talk to people anywhere, even in the restroom, whatever. The guys at work said, please don't talk to me in the restroom. I won't talk to anybody. I don't care. So a guy comes out. I'm washing my hands. Good-sized, jolly fellow. Has some dark glasses. So I say, hey, buddy, how you doing? He goes, hey. Now, immediately with that voice, I go, hey. He thinks he knows me. But I don't know you. But that's okay. I'll make a new friend. Wash my hands. I open the door. He takes his glasses off. And he goes, you remember me? What happens? It's not coming up. It's not coming up. But you know something I've noticed about people? This may change. This may change. This may change. This may change. But you know what doesn't really change? Right here. Right around your face. I looked at that man's eyes. I said, keep talking. And he kept talking. I said, I know who you are. You're Waverly. He said, yeah. That was a man that was on the elder team that sat down with me many, many years ago when I was called to preach and set things in motion for me to be ordained as a minister. Isn't that amazing? Did you think he got an earful? I said, man, I just want to thank you. I just want to tell you, man, because you guys equipped me, this is what God's been doing. Let me tell you what God's doing. And he's going... He's like this. I was talking about the Philippines. I was talking about you guys. I was talking about everything. I was an app on the phone. He goes, yeah, that's good. He's like, and I was talking to him. And Denise is thinking, where is he? And I came back. I said, did you miss me? She said, you were talking to somebody, weren't you? I go, just a little. And then it blew him away. I said, you remember, I, I, was, so, I was so nervous when I thought they were going to go and this big ordination thing. And what, what are they going to They want me to know Bible verses and all these things and all this. What am I going to do? They're going to look at my paperwork. Oh, man. Oh, uh, oh. But see, I was already qualified in Christ, and they knew that. That's not a buddy thing, it's a God thing. So I remember sitting down, and this is what I told my buddy. I said, you know, with all the questions they asked me 15, 20 years ago, whenever it was, 20 years ago, I remember what you asked me. Do you remember what you asked me? He said, no, son, I don't. I said, you leaned over, you touched my leg right there and looked in my face, and you said these words. Buddy, how is your devotion time with the Lord? I said, I do a devotion every day. I spend time with the Lord every day. I do a devotion with my children. They were young. We did a devotion every day. Guard your God time. Always start your day with that. I don't even remember anything else anybody said. I don't even remember any other questions they asked me. I don't remember any. I could see until when I looked in his face, I said, that's the guy. That's the guy that gave me the best piece of information that I had in my life in ministry in that point. 
told me to guard my God time. Make it a priority. If you want to experience what he's got here, the extraordinary here, the extraordinary, you've got to spend time with God. Friends, I'm going to pass that on. Guard your God time. Take time. Spend it with God. Because if you want his extra to meet your ordinary, you're going to meet him in the morning, in the time that you spend here, in the evening, whatever that time is. Please, I can't say it enough. Take time and spend it with God. Because I'm going to tell you, when you say yes to that, he's going to say yes to growing you in the grace and the wisdom of God. I want to go back to our scripture again here. If you got it on your handouts, uh, take a look at that Psalm 116.5 said, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. Let me tell you, that right there, let me go back to when I saw that friend of mine. That scripture right there just blows up like this because God was gracious to me through other believers. God's righteousness was on display through those other men. And God's compassion was full and poured out on me to equip me to be able to do what God's called me to do. So friends, let me tell you, let us be filled with compassion to encourage others in this journey. Let us pray. Father God, I praise you and I thank you. I thank you for the men and women of the Bible. I thank you for the men and women of the church. I thank you for the men and women that you have placed in my life, Lord, to speak life into my life. If you're here today and you say, man, I just feel, I don't even feel ordinary. Well, that's okay. Because what God has for you is so much bigger and so much better. Don't get wrapped around the wheel of what you have or where you've been or what's been done to you or what you've done to others. Take a minute and look at what God has done for you and receive that. And I'm praying for my brothers and sisters online and that might look at this later. I don't know if it'll be a year later, a month later, 10 years from now. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you what. Don't shortchange yourself by not spending time with God. I want you to hear that. Don't shortchange your life by running around in the things of the world instead of investing in the things of God. I want you to hear that today. If you're here, I pray that you know what? You hear this with your heart. That's always my, my heart's cry. That God, that you have been glorified today. Lord, that you have been lifted up so you would draw folks to you. Holy Spirit, touch the hearts of those listening, those that are here today, as I bring forth this message, your message. I ask this all the time because it's the most important question I could ever have roll off my tongue and off my lips. If you die today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? Many people say, well, I hope so. I think so. Sure, I'm a nice guy. Friends, look, it's not about that. Have you received Jesus Christ into your life for the forgiveness of your sin? Do you believe that he's the son of God that paid your sin debt in full? Do you understand that Jesus paid it all? There was a debt to be paid and none of us could pay it. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. He says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. The gospel message is this, that Jesus Christ came as a man lived a sinless life and died on the cross 
with his blood poured out for each one of us. He said there's, there's no remission of sin. There's no forgiveness of sin unless there's, there's, there's blood was poured out. A life for a life. Jesus gave his life for us. Now, will you turn around and grab hold of that by faith and say, I believe. I believe. The Bible says if we pray and say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the son of God. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you. Would you, would you be honest about that? Would you say, I know I need you, Lord. Do you believe he's the only way to heaven? That's what the word says. And friends, I pray that you take the pieces of the puzzle, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and apply it to your life today by faith, because God loves you, and we do too. Take his extra to your ordinary, and you're going to have supernatural. You're going to have saving grace. You're going to have a home in heaven, and you're going to have the Spirit of God to lead you each and every day. Amen. Friends, I tell you, if you're listening today, I pray that, uh, that this has been a blessing to you. We have a great time. We have a good time. I'd love for you guys to come and visit with us sometime at Nine Cedar Road in Bacosan. But if not, keep watching. Keep sharing. Be blessed. Give us, a, give us a shout out when you can. We love you. Bye-bye. All right, everybody.